Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks. I'm managing editor Kathy Zitt. Princeton Power Systems, manufacturer of the world's first on and off grid inverter, has just celebrated 15 years. And Princeton's technology has been used in some interesting applications, including the solar installation on Alcatraz, which I had the pleasure of seeing, really cool, to the San Diego Zoo. So we're speaking with founder Darren Hamill, who developed Princeton's system in his dorm room, to tell us more about the company and how he got to where it is. So Darren, great to be speaking with you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Great to be here as well. So for those who aren't familiar, can you tell us briefly what products and technology Princeton Power Systems offers for the solar storage market? Yeah, absolutely. So at heart, our company manufactures large-scale power converters for usually business industrial size applications. These are boxes that look sort of like a big refrigerator, and we've been manufacturing these since the early days of the company. But we've also developed on top of that a suite of software that controls batteries, solar arrays, and kind of other assets that you might find in a solar storage system, for example, as well as a full system-level controller that we call the Energy Management Operating System. So we provide these components, and then we also provide design services and, and the ability to commission a full microgrid or solar storage system in the field. Wonderful. And as we mentioned, you developed this technology in your dorm room. I'm sure other kids were more interested in finding new ways to open beer bottles and such at the time. But I'm always interested to hear a little bit about uh, your background. So I'm just wondering if you were always interested in technology when you were a kid and you know what you wanted to be in high school and going into college. And I'm just interested in how you came to do what you wanted to do. Yeah, sure. So not that I wasn't into beer bottles. That that played a role as well. But, you know, <laughs> going to Princeton, it was interesting. In my background in, in high school and growing up, I think I was a writer. I was really more interested in that side of things. And I was never particularly good at the technology, math, physics, that piece. But in Princeton, I saw an opportunity to kind of do both and to be an engineer. I was a computer science engineer at Princeton primarily to learn those skills that I, that I didn't think I was very good at. The nice part about that is that it, it introduced me to many other engineers that were way better than I was. So frankly, getting the company started was kind of a mix of my interest in technology, but also interest in entrepreneurship. And, and I'd always kind of wanted to start a company uh, and I didn't really realize this until later on in life, but the reason was because my father was pretty entrepreneurial. So I think I saw that growing up and it kind of got ingrained in me from a young age. And then at Princeton, it, you know, I was able to meet others that were much better at the actual engineering and technology piece. So going from there, it, it was just for me, just a lot of fun to start a company and, and to kind of get involved in a technology area like sustainable energy that I thought was just very compelling, and, and at that time in 2001, seemed like the way the world needed to go, but not many people were looking into it. So, But it was just an exciting time and, and something I think I always wanted to do. That's very interesting how you were interested in, in the business aspect of it and how you were better, at, you said, at English rather than physics and math and yet you ended up in a technical field. I appreciate that, you know, you actually went into computer science to learn some of that. 
I'm sure you've told this story a hundred times, but what led you to invent this technology? You know, at the early days of when we were working on, on this power conversion technology, we thought we had a neat idea for doing power conversion, and I didn't really know exactly where it was going to have an impact, but, but it did seem like a different technology and something that the world kind of needed, I, I hoped in some way. So it, it actually took a few years until I, I really hit upon this idea of renewable energy, battery systems, distributed energy systems. And then once I found it, the need became pretty obvious. Back in 2001, the idea of solar panels had been around for, for decades, but it had never really taken off in a big way commercially because they were, they were too expensive generally. But that was changing so rapidly, and I, I felt that I saw that a lot earlier than kind of the rest of the energy community. So it just clicked for me and it made a lot of sense to focus on renewable energy, on distributed energy. And then working on batteries was sort of the next step. I realized, and really the team here realized, that energy storage was was really going to be a necessary part of making solar and, and other renewable energy much more effective in our current electric grid. Really interesting. And, and what a a great thing to have 15 years to celebrate. That's awesome. And I know that you've also been named one of New Jersey's 40 under 40. And you obviously have been really successful in starting a business. So I know there's a lot of solar startups. And many of these do have younger professionals. And I'm 28 myself. So just wondering some advice you can offer for solar startups and maybe just for those under 30 in general as you kind of search for your place and for success. So the one piece of advice I guess I would most give is that survival is the prerequisite for success. So in a startup environment, you'd, you'd always like to think that three months, six months down the road, you know, there's going to be a, a huge purchase order or a big round of funding or something that's going to kind of get you where you want it to go. But but it generally doesn't happen like that. Here I am 15 years later, but but even two years, three years, four years, you really have to be prepared for the hard work, the difficulty in, in really getting anybody to talk to you on day one. It's tough. So kind of keeping expenses low, trying to stay focused is really difficult. But surviving long enough tends to lead to uh, to success. So I, I would recommend it for anybody who has any desire to jump into a startup or, or anything entrepreneurial, whether it's within a, a larger company or, or really on your own. For me, it, it was great. I think it's the way to go. I don't think there's any need to try a different job first, work at a big company and, and learn a lot about it before you go out on your own. I think I think you can go out on your own on, on day one and, and be successful, but just be prepared for the hard work and stick with it. That's great advice, and the business has been really successful. And so where do you see it going in 2016 and beyond? Well, there's a major trend today, as I'm sure all of your listeners know, in advanced battery systems, and, and that includes both electric cars as well as larger stationary batteries, which is more what we work on. But we're starting to see a, a lot of overlap between these two. So as the electric grid is struggling a little bit and these batteries can have a major positive impact, the performance is also getting much better for batteries. We're starting to see many more electric vehicles coming on the road. So our company really sits kind of right in the middle where we can attach these batteries to the grid 
and we can control them in a way that provides a lot of benefits to the grid, as well as even charging vehicles in some cases. So we see a lot of really positive trends for the business, and that's both in the U.S. and globally. And so we're, we're looking at pretty big expansion over the next few years. As with many things in the energy market, it, it tends to take a while for these things to develop. But we're in it for the long haul. We've been here for 15 years, and, and things have really only seemed to improve on the market side. So we're very optimistic that the next one, two, five years are going to see pretty big growth for our business. Definitely. The ITC renewal and so much happening in storage is going to be a really great year for solar. Thank you so much, Darren. It's really been a pleasure speaking with you, and thanks so much for being here. Thank you as well. It was great. This has been another edition of Solar Speaks. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time.